Why Do We Sound So Good? Because we're at Dead Aunt Thelma's studio and Mike Moore is engineering for us. Thanks, Dead Aunt Thelma's. Thanks, Mike. Welcome, Peter Frajola from the Oregon Symphony.
Hi, everybody. I'm Susanna Mars, and welcome to Adventures in Artslandia. Today, I am so fortunate to be sitting with Peter Forjola from the Oregon Symphony. He joined the Oregon Symphony in 1984 and attended the University of Oregon for two years on the Ruth Close Scholarship. And he became the assistant concertmaster of the Louisville Orchestra and the co-concertmaster of the Knoxville Symphony before coming back to Oregon in 1984. And we are so very lucky to have you here. Thanks, Peter, for joining me. Thank you for having me, Susanna. Yeah. and Great, great and to be here. It's so much fun because you just recorded two pieces for us. And tell us what they were. Uh, the first piece I played was a piece by Fritz Chrysler, the great virtuoso Fritz Chrysler violinist, called Recitative and Scherzo, sort of in two parts. A Recitative is sort of a uh, exploratory, slower kind of piece. And then the scherzo is like what Beethoven wrote for some of his symphonies, sort of a joke. I I think the Italian word for joke is scherzo. Mm -hmm. And so it's rather jokingly and a little faster and more virtuoso style violin playing. Yeah, it's incredible. And of course, first thing in the morning, you get out of bed (laughs) and you just pull that off. I've been thinking about autumn because... It's fall now, all of a sudden. We're in fall. And Peter and I met years ago uh, under the wonderful baton of Norman Layden with the Oregon Symphony. And uh, I was thinking about him this morning and about autumn, and it reminded me of a song I learned with him, Autumn Leaves, which the poem, the the Johnny Mercer song, and Norman was a huge Johnny Mercer fan. And the original poem was by Jacques Prévert. And I thought, oh, I'll read the poem that the Autumn Leaves is based on. Neat. Oh, I would like you so much to remember the joyful days when we were friends. At that time, life was more beautiful and the sun burned more than it does today. Fallen leaves can be picked up by the shovelful, you see. I have not forgotten. Fallen leaves can be picked up by the shovelful. So can memories and regrets. And the north wind takes them into the cold night of oblivion. You see... I have not forgotten the song you used to sing me. Oh, that's sweet. Isn't it beautiful? (laughs) You know, I just woke up this morning and I I changed my laptop homepage to poetryfoundation.org because, you know, opening up your laptop to some of the various things that I'm opening my laptop up to recently, I thought, I need a change. (laughs) Something a little lighter. Yeah, something a little lighter. So uh, that just it sounds fun to share, um, you know, all the emotions that come with the the changing seasons. And do you prefer to call the season fall or autumn? I think fall is probably easier to say and mm-hmm. spell, but mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> I think autumn is maybe the the technical term? I don't know. I don't I know. We'll have I don't to take, maybe we'll have to take a survey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a fall autumn survey. Well, you know, Oregon Symphony is doing so many amazing things. I went online and as you can, if you're listening, check out what's going on. There are all sorts of series. There's a pop series. There's a popcorn series. There's a classical series. Golly, let's see. Kids. Holiday. Kids. Holiday. And there's so many neat ways to get tickets. And you've been a part of the Oregon Symphony for a very long time. You know, it's kind of the beginning of school. It's fall. What do you look forward to in the season this year? Oh, wow. There's everything. It's all good. Uh. There's so many different types of concerts that we play, so many different artists that we bring, uh, many different guest conductors, different styles of, of shows. You mentioned the popcorn series where we play a movie. 
They have a huge screen, they drop down, they show the movie, they have the whole soundtrack, but they drop out the music track. Mm -hmm. And we play the music track live, which is exhilarating, I think. And I, this weekend is Batman. This weekend is Batman. I We're happen to know. We're playing the very first Batman. I'm coming, to Sunday, I'm com coming on Sunday, and oh. I'm bringing a delightful friend, a young friend, and I'm, I'm so excited to share it. I said, hey, you can dress up, you know? <laughs> we can wear capes. <laughs> Absolutely. Last, a couple of weeks ago, we played the second Star Wars movie, mm -hmm. and a lot of the kids dressed up, you know, as Darth Vader or Luke or whatever, mm -hmm. and they all have fun doing that. And right. They're all encouraged to... Bring your kids and, and just have fun in a movie. Yeah. And Batman, this should be really good. This is the Michael Keaton Batman with Jack Nicholson as the Joker. Yeah. Uh, and just in time for the release of the new movie, The Joker. Yes. Uh, that should be pretty interesting. I haven't seen that yet, obviously. Yeah. But Been reading a lot about it. Yeah. Such diverse genres that you play with the symphony. How, I mean, obviously you play every day you practice every day Absolutely. and you have to come to to your music stand with an open mind about what you're going to be playing that day well we know the pieces that we will be playing in mm -hmm. advance a couple of weeks in advance we right. get the music and we practice on it and we need to be basically performance ready as close to performance ready as humanly possible mm -hmm. for the first rehearsal and then that gives the conductor a chance to sort of shape what he wants to do musically and artistically mm -hmm. and for the classical concerts the big concerts we have four and sometimes five rehearsals for some of the smaller concerts like pops we might get two mm -hmm. some shows we only get one rehearsal so we just have to be really on it right away. And you're continually making new relationships with various conductors coming in and also new players here and there that come in. Absolutely. We have 70, I want to say 76 musicians currently that are full-time symphony musicians. Mm -hmm. We also have a number of uh, extras and one-year appointments uh, where a number of people join us for different shows or different weeks and uh, there's just a lot of people that come in mm -hmm. and play with us. For instance, one of my favorite shows throughout the year is the gospel concert where we have a huge gospel choir made up of a bunch of different individual choirs throughout the Portland area. Mm -hmm. And we have a full orchestra and this huge gospel choir right in back of us. And they're singing and it's, it's just an amazing amount of energy that comes off the stage and what comes back to us mm. onto the stage from the audience is just as big of energy. It's great. Yeah. Uh, so we have, sometimes we fill the stage with people <laughs> and it's really fun. Yeah, it is. I mean, I saw Persephone uh, and there are just so many beautiful, fantastic uh, collaborations happening currently. And that must be exciting for you to be a part of those. Yeah, you touched on one of our three big pieces that we do. Uh, for the last three years, we've we've had uh, three different pieces that are sort of the centerpiece of our classical series, mm -hmm. and Persephone was one a couple of years years ago. This year, Rose Bond is coming back, yes. videographer, mm -hmm. and she will be projecting images all over the front of the Schnitzer, the stage above, the sides below, all around the the ceiling of the schnitzer so as you're watching the stage you see the symphony play and you see all these images moving about and changing 
and it's it's kind of wild, but it's really neat. Yeah. How does that impact you as a musician on stage? Not uh, much because mm -hmm. we we we're centered on our, our music stand, mm -hmm. the, the music that's on our stand. Mm -hmm. We don't get a chance to kind of look up and backwards and sideways. Right. We want to make sure that we continue watching our music. Yes. But uh, we understand that it's just a really interesting way of of playing a classical concert with different formats. Involved. Yeah, I, I saw Hansel and Gretel as well. Just it's really exciting to see some of these new ways to enjoy classical music and the symphony. And I think that that is a great testament to... Carlos Calamar, our music director, mm. Scott Showalter, our president and CEO, they've just come up with a number of brilliant ideas. Mm -hmm. And we are basically the leaders in our field as far as the major symphony orchestras go. They're, they're coming up with these ideas that a lot of other bigger orchestras are even copying. Yes. So, doggone it, we got it right here in Oregon. Indeed. <laughs> and, you know, it's so exciting, so many of the educational arms and reaching into communities that aren't often maybe hearing symphony and enabling people to come to the concert hall. And it's thrilling, just, you know, exciting to be at the Schnitzer right now. That's another one of our series that we have. It's really only a, a single concert worth of music, but we play it maybe six or eight times mm -hmm. and we call it the youth concerts, young people's or youth concerts. Mm -hmm. And we will bus in a whole, a whole batch of, of kids, a whole audience full, audience full yeah. of kids. 3,000 kids. Yeah, 27 or whatever it is, 2,700 mm -hmm. kids mm -hmm. from, from different schools around the area and we'll play twice a day. Mm -hmm. And they will hear a very educational concert where we uh, sort of preview for them mm -hmm. what classical music and an orchestra is really all about Love and give, it. A give them a chance to, to enjoy yeah. Real music. Visiting Leonard Bernstein yeah. and his <laughs> kids' concerts and deepening people's appreciation and, and ability to hear things that they haven't heard before. It's mm -hmm. so thrilling. Such a great way to connect. Plus, beyond that, we actually go out into the community and do a number of different concerts, a number of different styles of concerts with different size groups, a lot of them very small groups, mm -hmm. maybe going into different schools to play one at a time mm -hmm. or some different... Uh, different places that you wouldn't think a symphony orchestra or even classical musicians might go. Mm -hmm. Maybe we'll go to a jail right? or community center, mm -hmm. St. Mary's School for Boys out in Beaverton. Yes. And be able to reach people that wouldn't no normally be able to come to the Schnitzer Concert Hall. Right. And we do all of that. That it's, kind of commitment is what makes our city special and certainly the, the symphony special. Absolutely. Commitment to, to all, inclusion and diverse ways to enjoy this incredible work. Mm -hmm. I wish that Scott Showalter was here because he can articulate oh. all the different styles of concerts that we do, all mm -hmm. the different communities that we reach, all the different collaborations that we have mm -hmm. throughout the Portland and southwest washington area well uh, people can get on the website and go to the website read and find out how you fit in www.orsymphony.org no, or symphony.org orsymphony.org yeah. yeah so we were talking about norman layton earlier <gasps> and you had mentioned maybe playing another tune for us and I, one of my favorites i probably could you could if i bang i feel you you're twisting my arm all of oh a i don't want to twist it too much though because <laughs> you know you do have to play the violin <laughs> this is a song that norman brought to his pops audience a few different times in a few different uh, arrangements, a few different ways. 
Uh, it is called Skylark, and it's by Hoagy Carmichael. And if you know any of Hoagy Carmichael's music, the melody is always going up and then down and then up and then down. It's kind of like a little roller coaster ride, very gentle roller coaster ride. So here's Skylark. Oh my gosh, <laughs> got teary, <laughs> kind of choked up thinking about Norman. Music from a simpler time. Yes. Yeah. Oh my goodness. That I love playing with Norman Layton. He was just a, a wonderful human being. Mm. He wrote a lot of really great arrangements mm-hmm. for the orchestra mm-hmm. and for the Layton singers mm-hmm. and for his audience. He loved his audience. He loved performing. He could turn around, pick up his clarinet, and just knock off some 
little scatty improvised solo in the middle of one of his pieces, and it would he was just pure joy. He was. He was one of my great teachers, and I, I when I was reading about you, I noticed how you wrote about some of your teachers, and, you know, again, it's that opportunity to share art and work and things we love with mm-hmm. people who care about other people, yeah. and, yeah, Norman was just a... Yeah. A wonderful person in my life. We've been blessed here in the Oregon Symphony to have had a number of really great conductors. Our current pops conductor, Jeff Tysick, is also yes. quite wonderful. Mm-hmm. He, he writes a lot of great arrangements. He brings a lot of interesting people, mm-hmm. interesting soloists. Oh, God, the pop series this year is out yeah. of this world. Yeah, I think we're um, coming up with, I think he has a Motown show coming up in a few weeks. Oh, that'll be out that of this world. That should be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of great things. And, uh, yeah, I'm very happy to to be here in the symphony still. Well, Peter, thanks so much for joining us today, and thanks for playing and <laughs> being so game. And Thank you, Really Susan. looking forward to seeing you on Sunday. Sunday. Yeah. That's right. Batman. Right. You might not hear that theme, though, because that was for the TV series. Right. And uh, this music wasn't written by the same composer, but it, it's interesting music. Let's All just right. put it that way. <laughs> I love it. Well, Nick, next time you come, you can play the TV series there we go. song. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. There we go. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Have a great day, everybody. Peter also recorded... A French dance movement by Johann Sebastian Bach uh, that he wrote for his third partita, He wrote three sonatas and three partitas for unaccompanied violin, and this was the third partita, and one of the, I think, the second to last movement called Bure. reach 50% more listeners in the next three months, and I need your help. Will you share and subscribe? If I reach my goal, let's invent a cocktail to celebrate. How about an adventure Rita in Artslandia? Or do you have a better idea?